Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Property World. I'm Will Mallard and today I'm delighted to be joined by Chrissy Kuzic. Great to have you on the show, Chrissy. Thank you. I'm perfectly pronounced. Thank you very much. So thanks for inviting me, Will, and delighted to talk about my property journey. Now, Chrissy has a uh, really interesting story in that uh, she's uh, involved in a long-standing, highly successful property meet uh, based in Kent, um, which uh, you'll be able to find out a little bit more about uh, either via the show notes or um, what, what would be the easiest way to get hold of you, Chrissy? Uh, the easiest way is um, for the Kent Property Meet is uh, just to look on the Facebook Kent Property Meet page and you can always contact me there. That's great, Chrissy. And, and what what's the 30-second uh, version of uh, what you're up to at the moment in property. Okay, so um, at the moment I'm looking at commercial to resi developments. Um, I've recently found a church that hopefully they'll accept my offer to convert to five to seven apartments. Um, also looking at multi-blocks and actually also consolidating what I've got at the moment, sort of making my current assets sweat harder. Um, I've identified some opportunities to increase my net profit by about 2K a month. Um, and also planning to get married next year. So as you know, it's it's a bit of a bit of a bit of a. I mean, hopefully I'll be able to um, get a venue where I can sort of choose A, B, C, D, or E and enjoy the moment rather than do all the sort of you know rushing around and doing all the sort of um, organisation from from A to Z. So I will definitely be um, getting a wedding planner. Oh, that that's fantastic. Off the shelf is often much easier, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. So, Chrissy, um, it didn't all um, begin with the Kent property, mate. Um, can you take us back to um, your childhood? Where, where did you grow up uh, and uh, what, what was life like as a four-year-old? Okay, so um, I grew up in Chiswick in West London um, to Ukrainian parents who came here after the Second World War. And actually, I should probably write a book about, uh, based on their experiences and how they got to the UK, because um, it's just so interesting. Um, they got married young in Ukraine when the war broke out, and my father had to go and fight shortly after being given a choice to join the Russian army. Big no-no, as they were communist, you know, as they were perceived as communists and occupiers of Ukraine and seen as the enemy. Pretty much, sort of similar to today, I mean, it really is a, a repeat of history. Um, or not much of a better option to fight with the Germans, which he did. So lesser of the two evils and between a rock and a hard place, 
um, he got captured by the British in Italy, um, where he was there for two years before being sent back to the UK um, as a prisoner of war. And the British knew that if they'd send him back to Ukraine, um, it would be death sentence for him if he was sent, sent, sent back there. So he learned English and you know, made a life um, in, in London, bought a bar in West London with some mates. And in the meantime, my mum was still in Ukraine. Her story was that she was narrowly escaped. Um, she narrowly escaped being sent to Siberia by the Russians by escaping to a different train that ended up in Poland. So good for her. So they actually lost contact with each other for 16 years. Um, and they kept writing um, to the Red Cross um, and with no hope. And I think my father actually lost hope and got himself a one-way ticket to Buenos Aires where his uncle was when he got the letter in 1960 um, that may have found her, which they did. And she came over. So the rest is history. I, I was born. Um, and I guess the reason why I'm telling you this is because they both had a big, big impact on where my life went and what especially my mum said resonated with me um, when it came to sort of, you know, doing property. Um, but um, four-year-old, you know, as a four-year-old in Chiswick, just, you know, a happy-go-lucky, fairly cosmopolitan life in London, doing all the usual things that four-year-olds do, um, plus the added sort of bit of going to Ukrainian school on a Saturday, um, to keep up the heritage and all the things associated with that. Um, and then um, obviously educated at, at a grammar school, went to uni, uh, did animal physiology and biochemistry, and then went on to qualifying as an accountant. So, you know, really normal, normal, well, not a normal path to, 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 to being an accountant. But I worked for the likes of um, the Daily Mail, News International before moving to PwC and I did two overseas stints there um, and um, however I always liked property and, and going back to to my parents they you know they they, they sort of almost drummed into me um, how it's so much better to be you know the master of your own destiny to work for yourself um, to um, leverage you know to leverage your you know to, to be your own boss um and they did actually have a couple of guest houses um that i help, helped out and i think that's where my passion for property actually started um but you know in the meantime of course you know as 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 good kids do they never listen to their parents initially um and i you know i enjoyed working as an accountant and it took me to lots of exotic places um, but I also, you know, I started, you know, whilst I was still working for PwC, I started my property journey and I bought my first property in 1990. Um, and I guess the rest is history. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I started, basically. And, and just going back into um, the, the, the early days, so um, your, uh, as a, as a, four-year-old you were uh you're growing up in Chiswick what what uh what was life like going off to school oh um, fabulous um just very happy-go-lucky um easygoing childhood um you know I was always I was an only child but I you know seemed to know everybody on the street and we all played um and I guess I was always fairly precocious and just enjoy talking to people and interacting with with people and playing and you know just very happy 
And did you enjoy school itself? Uh, what, what, what were the academics like? Yeah, no. Do you know, I actually really enjoyed school, sadly. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, you know, enjoyed my favourite was actually getting on the bus to with, with a, a, a friend of mine um, and having a good old gossip for half an hour. Then school was, I kind of breezed through school isn't exactly the word, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed learning. I enjoyed the interaction. Um, you know, I mean, obviously grades went up and down depending on whether there were other distractions like boys or, you know, you know, other things that I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, just just a happy, happy time for me. Really happy time. Right. And uh, what, what was uh, what, what was secondary school like? You so it was um, a grammar school. Um, it was a girls grammar school in Hounslow. Um, and I really felt that, you know, I was blessed because on the one hand, it was a girls' school. On the other hand, on a Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday and Sunday, I had my kind of inverted commas Ukrainian life, which meant interacting with boys and, you know, singing in a choir and um, going to concerts and going to Ukrainian school and, you know, and also my parents were Catholic, so I would go to church on a Sunday, but I didn't mind that because it was in central London, it was just, um, in, it was in Mayfair, and my dad always promised me a, a trip to Selfridges for some chocolate, so I, I really didn't mind any of that. <laughs> and uh, and in terms of, uh, like, what, what were your career ambitions as a 16-year-old? So as a 16-year-old, I thought science was going to be my life I really enjoyed the sciences rather than the arts um, so I did um, biology phys and I didn't do physics biology chemistry and maths as, at, at a levels thinking that I was going to be some sort of you know kind of scientist um, and I did actually do um, when I went to university I went to, uh, I did animal physiology and biochemistry um, but by the end of it, I realised I, I enjoyed the subject, but I didn't want that to be my career. Um, and at the end of the third year, as with all good milk rounds, the, uh, the finance companies always sort of uh, turn on the charm and lure you. Um, and that's how I started my sort of accounting career. Right. Very good. And, and um, what... what um... What was your uh, training period like? What what type of um, exposures did you get? Okay, so so my first year was um, in public practice, um, and I really didn't enjoy it that much. I didn't realise that I wouldn't enjoy it, so I actually briefly left for a year and worked for Michael Page Finance, um, recruiting, um, recruiting accountants, um, and I realised actually what I really liked doing was. Um, being a commercial accountant, so working in industry. Um, so after a, a year of working for Michael Page, um, I went and joined um, News International. So the guys that own the Daily Mail, not the Daily Mail, um, well, it was News of the World, The Sun, The Times, um, all of that section. So, um, so the, the, the Murdochs. The Murdochs, exactly. And that was just absolutely my dream job i absolutely loved it we were doing management accounts for all the edit ed editorials having monthly meetings with um 
Kelvin McKenzie at the time, um, him being very rude about various people because that's what he did, but us trying to sort of like control him with the corporate lawyer saying, look, you know, if the circulation is going to be really high, then yes, you can expose us, the you know, News International to, you know, something that they're going to sue the pants off us, but as long as we make a profit, go and do it. So, so you know, lots of boozy, boozy budget meetings with lots of kind of very lively chit chats um, on whether we should sort of, uh, well, whether they should actually run stories or not. So really enjoyed that part of my life. Great fun. Well, f fascinating, and obviously worked out well enough for them to continue to keep expanding uh, over the intervening decades. Absolutely, absolutely. Very good. And uh, and and from there. And then from there, I went. I joined. I sort of qual. I hadn't qualified at um, News International. I then went on to the Daily Mail, um, where I qualified. And again, so you know, similar similar experience. And that's where I qualified as an accountant. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, but by that time, PwC. Um, had approached us, so um, so when I mean us, I mean myself and my husband, my then husband, we were both Ukrainian diaspora and could speak the, the lingo, um, to help set up the PwC office in Kiev. And um, I didn't want to do that initially, so he went off and, 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 and sort of helped out, and then I joined him later. Um, a year later, um, and it was very, very different being an accountant in in an environment like that. So I was there for three years. Where and what what time period was this? So we are talking ninety four to ninety seven. Right, right. So, so relatively uh, after the fall of the communist bloc and. Absolutely. Very, very, I mean, you know, we were told it was a hardship posting and I guess, you know, in a way it was. Um, it was, they still had the old gastronomes where, you know, you could only be served food from a counter so you had to queue up for everything. Um, and there wasn't that much around either. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about, there was one, one month where we flew back and I really wanted, I don't know why, but I really wanted a Marks and Spencer's chicken. So I bought, <laughs> I don't ask me why I will, but that's, that, that was my wish and my want. Um, yeah. I bought this M&S chicken, put it in my suitcase and, and the immigration guys in, in Kiev, I mean, they're really stern. Even if you've got nothing to declare, you have to put it through an x-ray. So then I see this carcass of a chicken going through the x-ray. So I'm sort of quickly distracting him with my chat about something or other. And I think he was just looking at me thinking, why is this woman just gabbling onto me about absolutely nothing? And I'm just watching this carcass of a chicken go through. And the minute it goes the other side, it's like, right, well, I'm off then, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they were really amazing times because we met an awful lot of very interesting people. And we were also exposed to sort of quite high profile people. I mean, we, we met- um, So know, the accountant who was a chicken smuggler. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, the world headline. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, there was another time where we actually, oh, we, we bought some tiles from B&Q because um, I wanted to, to, to refurb the bathroom we were living in. Again, you could buy tiles in Ukraine, but not the ones I wanted. So 
we bought them that that was you know that wasn't too much of a problem until we had it in a really heavy pilot case because we don't want to pay for the excess and we got to the flat and I remember my husband just putting it down and the whole thing just collapsed and broke so it's completely wasted <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> So, so coming out the, the, the back end, so 97, uh, you, you you finished that posting. Yes. And then I went and, straight. And what, what was the plan? Like, like things are changing uh, dramatically back in the UK. The economy yeah. is starting to pick up. You've got an a, a incoming new Labour government. You've got uh, reforms. You've got uh, a loosening of... Um, of mortgage finance into uh, buy to lets you've got um, many many things going on um, yeah. what what was your plan when you you came back well i didn't actually come back in 97 so what i was doing when we we bought our first property in 1990 and we trickled from 1919 to 2000 which is when i left when i came back i i'd after kiev um after 97 we went directly to pwc in moscow so i did a couple of years there and what we do is with our sort of um, annual flight allowance, we would sort of go backwards and forwards, sort of buying properties via using good old fax machines because there were, you know, there wasn't WhatsApp or whatever. I mean, emails were fine, but there was, you know, it wasn't, it was quite hard. And then we'll come back and literally spend a weekend painting an entire property and then giving the keys completely exhausted on a Sunday night to the agent and then getting back on the red eye um, you know, flying back to our sort of supposed big jobs. But, you know, I really enjoyed that because it was just an exciting acquisition phase. Um, and it wasn't until 2000 that, um, you know, I actually said, I don't want to be doing this anymore. I want to go back to the UK and I want to be a full-time property person, you know, uh, building, you know, renovating, keeping, whatever didn't mind what um, strategy, you know, I did, um, as long as it was something to do with property. I really enjoyed um, turning something into something, you know, derelict or, you know, not so nice into something really useful for other people to use. So it's almost sort of quite altruistic. It gave me a great sense of sense of of achievements that the accountancy didn't. I mean, even though it was actually very, very it was very different um, working in, 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 you know, overseas. I mean, I remember the first day I joined PwC Moscow, it was the ruble crisis. And the first thing I was asked to do as, as the financial controller was, right, you've got, there's 108 people, you know, you know, you've got 108 staff, you've got to sack 16 because we need to save on budgets. And by the way, you've got to find a way of, trying to pay these people not in rubles but in dollars and you can figure it out so it was like oh right okay that's interesting um so that was a challenge so I knew for men that I was either going to be the most hated you know finance person on you know in that department or the most loved so um what I did was we, we actually had expats I sacked a couple of expats um because I don't I think you know I was guided that that you know out of all of those then we could you know save quite a lot of money and then the locals were sort of my best friends for many many years um because I didn't sack them but it made financial sense to do that because they were the ones that knew the local Russian way of, 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 you know, accounting and bookkeeping and tax, 
tax, you know, tax legislation, et cetera, et cetera. So that was interesting. Um, yeah, so interesting times. And in the meantime, I was, you know, flying backwards and forwards and, and you know, buying various properties and, you know, converting, I think our first house we bought, um, had no clue what we were doing, but we knew it was the right thing. And where, where was it? What was it? Where? What? The first house. Oh, the first house. So the first house was in Plymouth and it was a three-story Victorian terrace. And um, we just looked at it and said, let's convert it into three self-contained flats. Let's make the asset sweat for us. And we did that. Um, and then we got each of each flat onto a buy-to-let mortgage. Um, and we've still, I've, I've still got it to this day. Um, that's, that's one of, that's the first one we did. Um, obviously, you know, when, when you're not, you, you're learning things on the hoof all the time. You know, I know we made mistakes and, you know, it cost us, um, but it worked out in the end, you know, and it was fantastic experience. And I, I, I don't regret one minute of it. Well, that's brilliant. And, and what was, um, so there was a plan to be a property investor. Yes. What, and at that point, what did that actually mean to you? What was the plan? Well, I think the plan, the plan was to build a property portfolio and also develop. So convert something and make it greater than the, you know, greater than the original self. Um, that was the the original plan, and and you know we did that. There was a real momentum. I think what we did was we grew organically, slowly at the beginning, and then sort of once we got back to the UK, um, you know, quite sort of rapidly because that was in the time when buy to let mortgages were you know around, um, and you know we'd sort of saved quite a bit of money with our you know what we'd earned overseas. We were able to sort of you know ping off. Um, you know, a property every month or every couple of months or something in those, you know, in those early days of the, you know, of the noughties. Um, and, you know, got a lot of satisfaction out of it, really enjoyed it. Um, we did HMOs, um, bought ex-council flats um, in auctions, um, you know, the cash flows were brilliant on that. Um, Oh, actually, one of my favourite ones was, um, I always call it the story of the three cats, two dogs, parrot and hamster. Um, <laughs> I was um, viewing a property um, that was next door to the one that I did eventually buy. And I heard this poor lady sobbing her heart out, um, saying, and I, saw, I just couldn't ignore it. So I said, are you all right? Can I help you? And she said, I'm just going to be repossessed and I'm going to be thrown out of my house. And I've got nowhere to go with my three cats, two dogs and a parrot and a hamster. And I said, well, maybe I can do something. And, and I did manage to buy that property, um, save her from repossession. So therefore her, you know, her credit rating was better. And I did actually take her on as a tenant um, with the menagerie of animals. But with that particular property, I mean, it, it was, you know, it was a good one because I really felt good that I was helping her. Um, but we also title split the house um, split it into two flats, sold the top flat and kept the bottom one. So, you know, again, it just fitted in with, with what we wanted to do at the time. Ooh, hello. 
So uh, we had a slight connection problem there, but we're going to continue. Uh, and Chrissy, you're um, you're motoring along there, um, you know, buying buying properties off the shelf, left, right, and centre, and uh, uh, innovating as as you go. Uh, and then things uh, took a, a slight uh, turn for the worse. Yes. Um, so didn't realise this at the time uh, that it would go, you know tits up if I may say that um, but um, you know we were motoring along and um, my dear then husband um, decided that buying a hotel was just like property investing um, so he bought this 30 bedroom hotel with two bars a restaurant and a large function room in 2003 not really knowing I think how much it would be a complete lifestyle change for one, it wasn't in the south at all. It was in the north part of England. And it was run down. It had a bad reputation. And trying to reverse that was actually quite hard. I mean, I, I enjoyed um, refurbishing and turning it into more of a boutique hotel. So I refurbished all the bedrooms and the bars and, and, and the restaurant. Um, but I, I found it challenging, really challenging to run a hotel as well as having this property portfolio, as well as at that time, because we, we were doing so many transactions, I actually set up a, a, a property, um, a, a construction company a, a convert, um, where I, we employed about 20 builders who are doing our own refurb refurbs and also client refurbs and trying to run a hotel. And that all culminated in about 2006, seven, eight, which we know what happened then. So not only did the credit crunch, so did we, and the pressures on, on us were too much. So um, we split up then and um, you know, the, the business ground to a halt, but we, were, we did manage to sell the hotel, thankfully. Um, to Best Western um, in 2008. So, so after that, it was a bit of a period of consolidation for me. And, and you know, the hardest thing sometimes to do is to sit on your hands and do nothing. Um, and I did. I literally licked my wounds, tried to sort of re get the finances straight, rebuild my life as a single person. Um, and I think in a way that's where my evolution began. Because um, when I first started out in property, it, it was not haphazard, but a bit scattergun. Let's see if does if the deal works, let's do it there. You know, we'll do it in London, we'll do it in Kent, we'll do it in Manchester, we'll do it in the Southwest, we'll just do it. And we're no sort of guidance in a way. And we muddled on, but it, it kind of worked. And I think it also worked because property prices were rising. And, and, you know, I guess we did learn what we needed to do, you know, eventually. Um, but, you know, by, like you say, by 2013, there were support groups, training and guidance. And, you know, if you needed it, which was reassuring. And I am very much a, a people person. And, and, you know, it is so true. Net networking and meeting like-minded people or people that complement your skill. Best thing in the world. It really is. Um, and, and so I went off again. Um, and one of the things that so we did was we set up uh, Kent Property Meet, um, which was uh, is a sort of independent uh, property meet, which we'll talk about later. Um, I became a contributor, a regular contributor of your property network magazine. And 
Well, writing articles, uh, you mean? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Writing articles, um, mainly on, you know, kind of the, the project projects I'd done, um, talking about the good, bad and ugly and, and advising on, you know, what I did, what I, you know, what I did wrong and what I would do now, that kind of stuff. Um, just as sort of a learning, you know, it's a sort of a light-hearted learning monthly um, ditty um, for, for the magazine that had sort of really was quite, was, had, had only been born really. I mean, they've been going on for quite a few years now, but I'm um, sort of in the early days. Um, they were sort of trying to build up a, a readership um, and really enjoyed doing that because that was sort of something different to, related to property, but different as well. Um, and also that kind of, you know, putting stuff, sometimes when you verbalize, verbalize things or put something in on paper, it really focuses your mind, you know, or how ridiculous it is or how not ridiculous it is. And actually I'll go that way, you know. So, so that, that was, that was good. Um, and then sort of off I went again. And what I did realize actually, because I'd always done property with my partner, property can be a lonely journey. And I think everyone appreciates that. And I, what I enjoy mostly is, is, is collaborating with other people. So, um, you know, I did a few things on my own um, and uh, I liked joint venturing. And one of my first joint venture partners was um, Ant Lyons, um, the, one of the co-founders of Your Property um, Network. And um, yeah, we did some really good projects together. Um, I think one of my sort of most, the quickest and most profitable in, you know, not in absolute terms, but in percentage terms, one which was an ex-housing association house that we simply converted it was already a four one bedroom um uh place we converted it into uh four two bedrooms in and out uh within six months used some of our own money some investor money which is the first time that we'd done that um bridged it um sold it and that was just a sweet deal if i could do 20 of those a, a, a year, that would be fabulous. <laughs> but it doesn't work <laughs> <quite> like that. <laughs> right. Um, and what, um, what, what, what's the outlook at this stage? So we're, um, we're in mid-2022 at this, this point. Yeah. What's your, uh, your views on uh, where Chris is going to be in, in five years property-wise? Yeah, so... so you know, I've done some, some larger um, commercial Terezi uh, conversions, which I, I enjoy, um, but they take a long time. So I think I actually like doing the slightly smaller ones, but more of them. Um, I can see myself doing that and acquiring more for another five years. I think the interest rate, yes, although it is going to be going up, I think the, there's a lot of money still swilling around and lenders want to lend. In five years time, I can't second guess that. I don't think anyone can. But I also from my personal point of view and, and sort of the reason why I've come down to Cornwall is to actually, you know, look out of my window and look at the beautiful sea um, to enjoy what I have um, and enjoy my life. So, so sort of, I will still always be doing property but maybe not so directly. So maybe maybe more investing, you know, in five years time rather than actually physically uh, instigating these projects. Um, so be more passive. I mean, property is never passive, but a little le less 
little more passive, I suppose. Um, so that's the sort of big picture plan. Well, and uh, briefly, uh, just closing off the, the show, could we get a, a, a summary of uh, what Kent Property Meet, which you're very much at the forefront of still, um, uh, what that's about, and also um, uh, like a, a brief deal summary, and we're, we're, uh, I'm sure we'll get you back on to talk about both, uh, but your favourite deal. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, so Kemp Property Meet, um, we started it off, it used to be called Landlord's Property Meet, um, based in, in Kent, um, and now, well, in, in at the Maidstone Mercure in Kent, independent meet. So our ethos was that we didn't want to sell anything. Um, it was really a pro property club for like-minded people that can feel freely to talk about, you know, anything to do with property. Um, you know, lots of networking, lots of guest speakers that can, you know, educate us or just talk or put a point us in the right direction. Um, and it's just a really lovely atmosphere. Um, we're all friends. Um, we have a very loyal following um, and we all really enjoy it. We all get a lot out of it. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, interaction. There's a lot of synergy. There's a lot of helping. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really and so if anyone's in the uh, happens to be in the southeast of the, the country or interested in investing uh, in, in Kent, um, you can look up the Kent Property Meet on Facebook. Is that the easiest yeah, way? It is, yes. So it's on Facebook. Um, I co host it with jazz.clu, um, and we're very lively. Um, we have lots of interesting stuff on the Kent Property Meet page. Um, and you can check us out there. Well, well that, that's fantastic. And your favourite deal to date? Oh, that's difficult because do you mean favourite as in most profitable or just favourite? <laughs> just favourite, favourite. Favourite, favourite. Well, I, I really liked my the one where I saved the parrots, the animals and all the rest of it. That was a good one. Um, I really enjoyed the last two that I did. They were larger. Um, they were grades two listed properties, which I love doing. Um, and the, the last one we did was a, a next care home. Um, it was, I mean, it was beautiful. It, it looked like Brighton Pavilion, but in Plymouth. Um, absolutely stunning building. Um, we converted that into an over 55 development, which we had to stick to it as part of the covenant because the, the land that the building is on is actually in some grounds where the Pern Trust um, that the Pern Trust still owns. So, um, and they have arms houses around the edges. So they wanted a specific demographic, demographic to, to continue living there. Um, I really enjoyed that because obviously, you know, kind of working around the features was interesting. We had a brilliant architect who, I don't know how he actually managed to get the extra two, two bedroom flats. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, there was an amazing staircase that we couldn't take out and we tried to, tried to get a second bedroom in the inner part of the, the building. And he literally, under the staircase, we call them the Harry Potter bedrooms. They turned out to be fabulous second bedrooms and, and obviously, you know, helped us um, to sort of, you know, to achieve the profits that we did. So um, that was that was a really good one. Um, really enjoyed that. Well, 
Chrissy Kozic, it was great to have you on the show. Uh, we're definitely going to get you back to talk about uh, some of these deals and uh, also uh, to highlight the Kent Property Meet. So I'm Will Mallard. This is My Property World podcast. Uh, check out uh, Chrissy via her, um, her Facebook page. Uh, if you could just provide the listeners with uh, the spelling of your first and second name, please, Chrissy. So it's Chrissy, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y, and Kuzich, K-U-S for sugar, Y-T-S-C-H. Right, that's Chrissy with two S's, and Kuzich, which is K-U-S-Y-T-S-C-H. Correct. Fantastic. Uh, Looking forward to the next time. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you. Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile.